japa and its rationale now what is japa japa means repetition of a holy name simply repetition of a holy name creates a kind of harmony inside cuz whatever we try to repeat in our mind that colors whole of our mental field and slowly it comes on to the physical level also so once we start doing it slowly even the tensions disappear because even practice of meditation can be very tense for some people who are not prepared themselves for practice so when they start practicing it they feel really jittery what they become very tense but even that becomes relaxed breathing sometimes becomes very disturbed mind becomes agitated just by the repetition of a holy name and association coming to your mind slowly the mind starts relaxing so a repetition of a mantra will restore the peace when done in the right spirit for the mind to become properly uh, concentrated and dwell on a spiritual topic it has got to be relaxed it must become perfectly quiet of course various other means are there which as a preparatory step one can do but repetition of the mantra itself will create that atmosphere now let us try to understand what is meant by a mantra it's a mystic syllable or maybe divine name by efficient use of this particular mantra in the past by aspirants these names have acquired certain amount of sanctity and potency so when a mantra is received by a worthy student and repeated as instructed it creates a kind of beneficial vibrations in the whole system both physical as well as mental these may be gross sound vibrations or subtle and silent they in turn quell the thought vibrations which gradually fill the mind thus japa is a very important aspect of meditation
In some religious traditions, they consider just repetition of a holy name is good enough. Don't do anything else, just repeat it. That will sanctify your whole being. Thus, japa is a very important aspect and it is to be practiced with regularity and due attention. Japa gradually brings all our mental activity under control. A beginner may think, this is an exaggerated claim, it's natural. For the beginner who experiences disturbances of thought naturally cannot accept this kind of statement. However, one should not be in a hurry to pass any judgment on it. One has to persist in its practice long enough to realize its beneficial effect. Quick results, of course, cannot be expected in spiritual life. Because it's a question of transformation of our being. See, our psychophysical structure has taken God knows how long a time to come to the present stage of evolution. So all the tendencies that were there in this long process of evolution are there present in a subtle form or a gross form. So they have got to be transformed gradually. You can't simply force it. That's what some people make a mistake, try to force it and become say, the, the mind, body is not able to adjust to it. That's a breakdown. And they expect quick results. How can quick results be given in these fields? It's a very gradual process. But once well set and established, then you feel the benefit of it. Till then, You've got to do it quietly, that's all. But persistently, with great regularity it has to be done, so that you get into grips with it properly. So one should not be in a hurry to pass judgment, one has to persist the practice of japa long enough to feel its effects. So as we persist, we will be able to understand and use these subtle vibrations created to our great benefit in this process. In due course, our spiritual consciousness is awakened and we enter into a subtle plane of awareness. Correct practice of japa spreads its vibrations into the subtle thought and consciousness and control any thought that is not in tune with spiritual life. Supposing some adverse thought comes, all we have to do is start doing it. Because when we have earnestly practiced japa, mind gets tuned to a particular wavelength as it were. So when something else comes, a disturbing thought, 
with a deliberate effort, try to go back. And when we go back to the practice of Japa, suddenly the mind goes into that wavelength and this is gone. This is how we weaken the grip of these wrong tendencies that are there within us. In spite of our success to a certain extent, sometimes these thoughts which are not conducive to spiritual practice may come up. Sometimes may come up powerfully. Because they are there, only seeking for a suitable opportunity. So we have got to keep it under proper check, under control, keep it down. And then strengthen these good tendencies. Then only this becomes weak. Even when it becomes it may weak, it may still be there. So we shouldn't create opportunities where it can come out. So it's a very slippery path, very difficult path. So Jesus said, the steep is the ascent and narrow is the gate. So one has got to do it, there is no easy way. So in due course only, the spiritual consciousness is awakened and we enter into the plane of pure awareness. So, correct practice of japa spreads its vibrations into our subtle thought and consciousness. So, as a result of it, any thought that is not in tune with our spiritual effort will be eliminated. So, an earnest student at this stage will be able to perceive the effect of japa on his own subconscious. And when one reaches this stage, even when busy with normal activity, a part of his mind will be aware of the inner vibrations of unpronounced japa. Because it keeps on ticking inside as it were. Though he is busy with various things inside, outside in the world, but this inside ticking seems to go on, but he must practice it to that extent. It's mere practice. You know, Swami Vikanda used to say, practice, patience and perseverance alone will lead to success in spiritual life. It's not just to be played. So one has got to very carefully cultivate it. At no stage one should relax self-control and discipline which help in the correct practice of Japan. They must go together. Now, one may ask, is it necessary to have a guru, a guide? Can we not learn a mantra from a book? Certainly one can. It's all in the books these days. There's nothing secrecy about it. But the effect will be different in different cases. See, after all, book knowledge is book knowledge. There is no power behind it. Power of experience. So it lacks the dynamic power behind the mantra of a teacher who, by his own personal experience, has infused dynamism into it. 
while initiating, he imparts that spiritual power to the disciple. Then there is the power of love of the Guru towards the disciple. How can we ever measure the effect of this power of love? It is like a mother's love towards a child. See, when the mother, say, prepares food and serves the child, it's one, it's a so different a feeling. But it's altogether different feeling when you buy it from a shop or a supermarket, you go and get it, it's all such an impersonal So anything given with love and feeling has an uplifting effect. This is much more true of the mantra given by the Guru. 